This is uh, C.G. Myers and Jake Scholl, and you are listening to issue one of the Comics Code podcast. Look at you actually getting an intro down. I know. I I haven't been practicing at all. (laughs) Well, being that you never do intros in our other show, you did a very good job. I will say that you did a very good job in doing an intro on this show. Yay, and I probably will screw it up next time. <laughs> so as CG said, welcome to episode one, or issue one, as we like to call it, of the Comics Code podcast, where we'll talk about everything and anything comic book related, whether it be music, movies, TV, cartoons, video games, anything and everything you can think of that's comic book related, we will talk about it. How is music comic book related? Well, um... We we can talk about who does the theme songs in some of the cartoons. Like you think back at um, the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. Theme song was created and played by Joe Perry of Aerosmith. Okay. Didn't um, didn't Aerosmith do the theme for the movie? Or did they just put that in the the, um, soundtrack? What what movie? The uh, 2002 Spider-Man uh, Sam Raimi film. First off, that was not Aerosmith. That was Nickelback. Oh, well, here's the thing. I don't <laughs> like Nickelback, so anytime that someone says Nickelback, I shudder. And... Does anybody really like Nickelback? Well, people who don't have taste. <laughs> wow, you're going to get some hate for that. Yep, um, and we already lost all of our subscribers <laughs> in the first episode. Um, so much for a good intro. <laughs> or, or uh, like another example for music in uh, like the comic book world, uh, the Batman Beyond theme song was performed by Static X, the band, and then um, the the Batman cartoon, The Batman, that was on in the mid two thousands was performed by the edge who is uh the guitar player from u2 okay little fun facts there so to answer your question on how does music relate that's how music relates okay fine i'm sorry yeah you better be (laughs) (laughs) all right so with this being our first episode uh we did just want to talk about you know where we come from in the comic book background what got us into comics and just our like what our tastes are in the comic realm whether it be from the pages and the panels to the silver screen so cg um if you want to just kind of talk about what what got you into comics all righty so i like how you have to clear your throat like as though you're going to give some like big epic speech well, I had to clear my throat because I needed to clear my throat. No ex- no epic speech at all. It, It's me. <laughs> Very true. Um, So what got me into comics is actually more on the silver screen side of things. With um, uh, the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Which are always a classic. Very much so. Um... And actually, I didn't really start watching those movies until I think I want to say the third one was starting to come out. Which that that was what two thousand seven? 
ish, yeah, in around there, because that's around when my brother graduated high school. So I always kind of relate the two together, and I remember going. No, I remember him getting that movie on DVD mm-hmm. and watching that movie, and being like, "Isn't that Eric from that '70s show <laughs> playing Venom?" What, um, Topher Grace? Yeah, and you know, gr- growing up the youngest. My brother watched the hero movies and my sister was obsessed with that 70s show. So to me, I was like, that's Eric with frosted tips. <laughs> um, yeah, but the that's when I started watching the kind of getting into the comic book realm of everything. Um, when the film came out, when the original film, so the first Spider-Man. In right. 2002, I think I remember asking my parents to take me to see it, and they said no. Um, I think it was just because they didn't really truly know what it was. I mean, I they weren't big in the comic books or anything like that, or to go like, oh, I remember reading Spider-Man. Let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was like five or six when that movie came out, so I think it was like, no, it's PG-13, um, plus, the person who was taking me to, to movies at the time was, uh, Grandma, and, uh, Grandma wouldn't want to sit through a, uh, PG-13, uh, Spider-Man film, no, we would have to go see the, whatever the animated films were. Yeah, well, you would have been, like, at, at the time the first one came out, you would have been about, what, seven? Like five, six, seven, around that age. Well, what think two thousand two? It's called I don't know math. Um, yeah, yeah. So you would have been seven because I would have been four. Oh, okay. Because of us being three years apart. I thought we were. Oh yeah, you're right. Never Duh. mind. Don't listen to me. Um. Listen, so... I know I know your math skills, and I don't go any based off of any of your math skills. This is very true. <laughs> um, but that being said, um. You know, that didn't really, I guess, interest me. And or if it did, no one really wanted to take me to see it. Um, You're talking about Marvel movies. Well, Marvel movies, but Spider-Man in general. Because that's... Okay, yeah. That was out. Yes, you had the X-Men. Um, but again, if I wasn't really into, like, kind of into Spider-Man, X-Men was like, what is this? Um, I feel like the like the Marvel movie popularity didn't really sprout until the sequels of those movies came out. Like when Spider Man Two came out, that hit it big in the in the Marvel cinematic world. And then true. also right after that, X Two came out, mm-hmm. and that's where you, we really started to see popularity start to sprout from like in the superhero pop cultural world. Not saying that it was kind of like the ugly stepchild of of the movie world but it you really start to see popularity grow once uh spider-man 2 and x2 and then uh i think that was closer to around when the first fantastic four came out um if i remember correctly what was that like oh four ish hold on i'm gonna look that up right now um I think after fan after Spider-Man 2, so to speak, and Fantastic 
not fantastic. Yeah. So Fantastic Four, X Men, even wasn't like Daredevil around that time too, and Blade. Yeah, like there was a a good clump of flicks that came out in around that time, like the the Spider Man uh, sequel X Two, Daredevil, uh, Blade, Fantastic Four. Um, I feel uh, oh Punisher had a movie in around that time frame too. He might have been maybe late nineties or or a couple of years prior to those, but I know Punisher was in around that area. I I have my opinions on Punisher that I'll talk about later on. Okay. Um, uh, Cause he, he's had some pretty hit or miss movies. Yeah, I think so. First fantastic four. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So the first one came out in, 2005 so that was after spider-man 2 and after x2 okay i want to say if that i knew it was in around that time frame i just wasn't entirely sure i i think you know kind of not really saying that comic book movies were the ugly stepchild but i think it was one of those can this be profitable and are people actually interested in this? I think it real like that kind of jump started the, um, the you know Iron Man, and you know wait, jump. You you totally. Missed. I know I, I jumped. Wait wait. wait what totally, did I miss? You totally skipped over one of the greatest Marvel movies of all time in the early two thousands. Are you gonna say the Hulk? <laughs> Yeah, because every, everybody clamored <laughs> to see more sequels after that Hulk. And we're not Dude. talking about the Incredible Hulk in the MCU with Edward Norton. Dude, the 2003 Hulk movie, that was such a good flick for the times. Like, Eric Bana playing Bruce Banner and Jennifer Connelly playing Betty Ross. But then we had Sam Elliott as general ross they should have brought him back for every incarnation of general ross i loved the 2003 hulk movie it doesn't hold up today but <laughs> i love oh, the C- the cgi is awful um have you ever watched honest uh, honest trailers yes did you have you ever watched his one about the 2003 hulk movie i want to say yes i have where Seen he's it? like where, where he's like it's part playstation 2 cutscene and part 2003 cgi technology and it's, didn't it's that, so accurate didn't, well didn't that film have like like the scene transitions were like comic book panels yeah dude i actually liked that that it was super creative for the time where like the one scene where um i can't even think of the character's name in that movie oh uh talbot Oh, it, it's your favorite movie, but you can't remember the names. It's not my favorite movie, but... I thought you just said it was. It was one of my favorite movies at the time, but mm-hmm. where uh, where Glenn Talbot in the movie, when he gets blown up at, toward at, about three-fourths of the way in the movie, when he gets blown up and they freeze-frame him, and he's, like, halfway in this explosion, and he's freeze-framed, and it just, like jumps quote-unquote comic panels i loved that that was so cool 
such a creative way to do transitions in, in a movie that we've never seen before. Well, now you just spoiled that part for the movie for anybody who hasn't seen the movie and who wanted well, to. Well, listen, if you haven't watched that movie yet and it's almost 20 years old at this point, it, just deal with it. <laughs> so now can we jump to Iron Man? Now that we I talked think, about the Hulk? I think so. Okay. So go ahead and you can go talk about Iron Man. Okay, so when Iron Man came out... I remember my mom took me to go and see it. And I think it was, I wanted to go and see it because it was a Marvel film. Because I was, I didn't understand that, that there was like Sony Marvel and Fox Marvel and then. Disney Marvel. Well, we'll actually. Call it, we'll call it Disney Marvel for the sake of not confusing people. How but about we, we call it the MCU? Okay, yeah, because we'll call them Iron Man before won, Disney was a thing. Right. Well, yeah, before Disney bought Marvel, it, right. I think it was under Paramount. Was it? Yeah. I want to say yes. And actually what's interesting and funny is the Paramount logo is on Iron Man 1 on Disney Plus. Like oh, they didn't really? ta- they didn't take that out. Interesting. So anyways, when Iron Man 1 came out, I wanted to go and see it. My mom took me to it. I think she saw it as, like, a interesting war movie. like In a sense of, like, oh, well, this technology could be real and more like a grounded, realistic movie. And I was like, it's a Marvel film. I like anything Marvel. Right. I will say, I do kind of remember sitting in the theater kind of bummed because the... I thought every Marvel film had the Danny Elfman score to it from oh. Spider-Man. <laughs> so I was very upset that I did not hear that. Yeah. I remember going to see that movie with my mom. Very, it's a very similar story. So for me, growing up with superheroes, that was like the family thing. My dad grew up collecting comics. My mom she was supportive of and like it took an interest into them because her kids liked them. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to go see Iron Man cause my brother had gone to see it and he said how great of a movie it was. Mm-hmm. And so I had asked my mom to take me. So we went to the movie and I was mind blown to see Iron Man up on the screen. I thought that, you know, RDJ played a great, uh, take of Tony Stark because the last thing I had seen of Iron Man, whether that be on the silver screen or on the TV screen with cartoons, was the, uh, I want to say it was the 60s cartoon. Okay. If I remember correctly, that's when that came out. Let me quick look. Uh, yeah, 1960s cartoon. Because there was a series. Yeah, 1966. It was a 1966 cartoon. Very interesting animation style for that cartoon it also had one of the greatest theme songs ever but also all those cartoons at the time had amazing theme songs um so that was my like love for iron man and then when i went to see this movie oh my lord dude i was mind blown to see like the technology and the cgi but then now 
going back, I just recently went back and watched this movie, seeing the little details and some of the little Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. So, like, as I was referring back to uh, the cartoon, Mm -hmm. 1966 cartoon, in the beginning of the film, you know how Tony is in the casino throwing, shooting dice? Yep. So, listen to the music in the background. Okay. It's actually an updated version of the 1966 cartoon theme song. Okay. It's it's really like I only discovered this once I re uh, watched it because you can hear like in the background where it's like and I, when you I was like wait a minute that sounds familiar, so I went back and watched the cartoon and that's the theme song the and I was like oh my god they put the old theme song in the movie. Um, I will, uh, kind of piggybacking on what you said about, you know, picking up on things, um, rewatching it, um, I think I rewatched it going through all the Marvel films to get ready for Endgame. Um, all, all of the little, like, hints and Easter eggs to, in a sense of, like, teasing of what's next to come, and I'm not just talking about, um, you know, at the end credits scene, um, where it's, you're part of a bigger universe, right. um, but, um, uh, Coulson's in there, and he says, um, that he works for S.H.I.E.L.D., so, you know, these little things that, you know, first run watching it back in 08, you know, not even thinking, like, oh, we're, we're gonna get more than just this film. Yeah, well, so when I saw the movie for the first time, so we said that was 2008? Yes. Because the second film came out in 2009, I think. Yeah, so Iron Man, the first one, came out in 2008. So I think I had just turned... Yeah, I I had just turned 10 years old. Okay. And I didn't know about after... Or, like, uh, the end credit scene. Well, I think nobody really knew what... Like, everyone left the... Th- I don't... I would be very surprised to hear someone went, Oh, yeah, I knew exactly that there was an end credit scene. And I sat right. there. You know, no one no one had that mindset of, Oh, the movie ended. Let me sit through all of the credits. To see to- what's going to happen at the end. Correct. Like, that wasn't, like, a concept that was ingrained in anyone's mind. Right. And so, yeah, I remember after seeing the movie and my brother was like, did you see what happened at the end? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I was like, you mean where he beats the bad guy? He's like, no, at the end of the credits. And I was like, I didn't stay. I was like, I was 10 years old at the time. Why would I stay? Yeah. And he told me about it. And when he told me about the whole Nick Fury thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, dude. You had like I was so pumped. To see this now, to see like what was gonna happen after Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then we got the Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk. The Hulk came out like a month right later. After. Yeah, because yeah, Iron Man came out in two thousand uh, or May of two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and then the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. came out June of two thousand eight. So same thing. My brother went and saw it first. And then he told me about it, mm-hmm. so I asked him to take me to the movie. Mm-hmm. We went and saw the movie. Movie ends. Mm-hmm. I'm blown because the Hulk is by far my all-time favorite hero. 
He always will be. Obviously, I have a big tattoo of him on my arm. But, um, like, it was the end of the movie, and I was like, okay, let's go. And he's like, no, wait. We got to wait to the end of the movie, like, the end of the credits. And I was like, okay. So we waited to the end of the credits, and then we're at the scene with, you know, General Ross. You know, not Sam Elliott, but uh, General Ross at the bar, and in walks Iron Man. Oh, my God. I was like, this can be a thing in movies? Like, the other characters from other movies are going to be in other movies? <laughs> uh, like, as a, as a kid, like, that just, I couldn't comprehend that. Yeah. So then he, he says the whole thing about, I'm looking to put together a team. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm sitting in the theater, bouncing in my seat, like, oh, my God! Like, let, let, when, when's the, where's the next one? I'm ready for the next one. And then, like, so after that, mm-hmm. we, we didn't get a movie until Captain America, right? Uh, I want to say... Uh, hold on. From what it? Oh no, we got Iron Man two. I was gonna Iron say because Iron Man two came out came in two thousand ten. Yeah. So Iron Man two came out two years later, May of two thousand ten. So I didn't see that movie. I still have not seen that movie the entire way through because I just can't get through the whole thing. Uh huh. Um, you know, I've I think the farthest I've gotten is where he pisses in his suit. Yeah, that yeah that film. I remember seeing. So I saw Iron Man one and Iron Man two at like the cheap theaters. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I remember not fully enjoying Iron Man two. Um. And my dumb little brain, I didn't real. <laughs> I didn't real. Okay, so you you might like look at me and go shame, but so I saw Iron Man one. I didn't see the Hulk. I didn't see that until it like came out on like HBO because my parents had HBO at the time, and I watched it. And I heard that Iron Man's in, um, the movie. I sat through the whole entire movie, and I was like, "Oh, where's Iron Man?" And then I was like, "Oh, there he is." And when he said, "I'm looking to build a, build a team," I'm like, "Okay." And then the movie ended. I'm like, "Okay." So I didn't see. A lot of the films in the theaters, um, you waited till it was like on HBO or like so, or on TV. Yeah, because okay. trying to twist my parents' arm or any of my family members' arms to like, oh, can we go and see this movie? Because I didn't know that this was all connected. Right. At first, I didn't either until you know I started to see a reoccurring theme. Hmm. Where, you know, here's Nick Fury, then here's Tony Stark, and then um, Captain America happened. So, I totally, like I said, I totally skipped over Iron Man 2, didn't really (laughs) care. Um, Like, I knew we were going to get War Machine because they hinted to it at the, or towards the end of the first Iron Man movie with Rhodey, and he looks at the suit and he's like, next time. So, I already knew And they recasted Rhodey? (laughs) Yeah, that too. Um, but that was for the better. I really do like Don Cheadle. As, I, I do too. As Rhodey. Um, but I remember, so this has stuck in my brain and forever will stick in my brain. I was at, I was at my house at my mm-hmm. dad's house mm-hmm. and my uncle, one of my uncles comes over and I don't know how he knew all this information, but he would always come over 
with all the latest like movies that were coming out. Uh huh. And he came to the house and he's like, "Oh, Captain America's getting a movie and Thor's getting a movie, and then we're gonna see an Avengers movie." Mm-hmm. And I just I was like, "Whoa! When when is this happening? Like, can this happen like soon? Like now?" Yeah. And so I was waiting and waiting for at at least the Captain America movie to come out. Mm-hmm. So then they had released the trailer for First mm-hmm. Avenger. I remember sharing it on Facebook mm-hmm. and saying like how excited I was. And this was like months, maybe even a year before it came out. Mm-hmm. So the f- First Avenger then came out. I went and saw it in theaters. Now I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that something was coming. Something big. Yeah, I knew that, you know, we had the Hulk. We had Iron Man already. We even had War Machine. Mm -hmm. Like, now we have Cap. And then at the end of that movie, you know, they thaw him out. And he's with Nick Fury. Right. So In a new time. Right. And it was all starting to come together. Mm -hmm. I was getting so excited. And I was like, all right, next. I was like, now we got to get Thor in on this. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, what, uh, that came out, Thor so, came out. Thor came Thor, out in 2009, or 2011. Came, I can Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, Thor came out in May of 2011. And then it was Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. So, I saw Cap before I saw Thor. Okay. I don't know where or how that happened, but I wound up seeing those two switched. Okay. And once I saw them, I have to burp and it's not coming out. <sighs> um, so once I saw those, I was like, okay, we got the whole team together now. I was like, let's get an Avengers flick. Mm-hmm. So then they had announced, you know, Avengers was coming out mm-hmm. the following year in 2012. Mm-hmm. I was ready, dude. I was so hyped to get you know, this going with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And once that, once the trailer dropped, mm-hmm. you know, I was watching it daily. I was getting excited and hyped for this movie. So a, I, an average Marvel fan today. <laughs> pretty much. And I was, I was planning this. I said, that I, I was planning with everybody. I said, okay, hey, let's go and see this movie. Then I'd go to another group and say, hey, let's go see the movie. You know how many times I saw that movie in theaters? Probably like 20 times. I saw that movie seven times in theaters. I was so hyped to see all these heroes mm-hmm. up on the up on the silver screen. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. And that love that I had back in 2012, mm-hmm. so what I would have been 13 or 14 at the time if I'm doing math correctly. I 2012 i i was i want to say i was a freshman in high school let's do some math here so do that it feels so long ago i was 14 so you would have been you would have been 17 okay um so yeah the the love i had for it at 14 still followed to what two years ago when Endgame came out? It was no, it's only been a year. Has it only been a year? It's only it, 
Yeah, 2020 has felt like an eternity. <laughs> it really has. Well, technically, we're almost at two years because that came out in 2019 and it's New Year's Eve and it's going to be have, 2021 we have tomorrow. 13 hours and 40 minutes to go. Yeah, there you go. Wow, we've dated issue Wait. one already. Wait, what, what did you just say? We have 13 hours? Yeah. Do you not know how to read time? It's I'm looking at the Google... Um, the Google uh, countdown here. The Google countdown. I mean, it's on. Never mind. It's on Yahoo. I'm looking at Yahoo's. Well, that's your first problem. <laughs> that's the first time you effed up. <laughs> yeah, really. Anyway. So where were we now? We were with the Avengers. Yes. And I will say um, the Avengers film I do remember seeing in theaters. I went and saw it with my sister. Yeah. Um, and that, so I saw Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, and then the Avengers. So I skipped Thor and Captain America. So I was kind of like, oh, who are these people? So I wasn't a, like, I wasn't a hundred percent, like, knowing of like, oh, all I knew was this was like a big Marvel film that everyone was talking about. So I guess I'll see it too. Um, I remember so well and so vividly it was a packed theater and i guess the theater didn't realize that there was like a mid credit scene before the before the swarmus thing mm -hmm. so they turn on the the overhead lights in the theater so you didn't get a good look at thanos okay but there were a lot of people in the theater like gasping and i was just sitting there like what and my sister's like, who's that? And I go, I don't know, some purple dude. I, so when they showed that, I knew who Thanos was, but I wasn't like, like, okay, obviously not as much as we know about him now. Correct. But uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cool. And that was kind of it, where I didn't really think twice about it. And I was like, oh, cool, he'll be in the next one. I didn't think it was going to be as epic and as like uh monumental uh next one came you, you would have had to wait until 2015 until he actually uh got up and did something about it yeah really <laughs> um so yeah we had avengers awesome you know my mind was blown i didn't think it could get any better than it did mm -hmm. that came out in what i say 2014 which film avengers avengers oh no 12 2012 Sorry. So, I was re I was hyped. I was ready for the next one. Mm -hmm. I was ready for anything that MCU was willing to throw. So after Avengers, we and then, then we had got Iron Man three. <laughs> so I have to go back and watch. <laughs> I have to go back and watch Iron Man three because I remember not entirely hating it when I first watched it. Mm -hmm. But the more I like think about it, it doesn't like. It doesn't hold up to the way I think it should. I, I think what happened with Iron Man 3... Well, John Favreau didn't direct that one. Right. Um. I think... I wouldn't say it's a horrible film. I think the thing that really... Depends on your enjoyment is how much does the Mandarin twist upset you. So that... I was really bummed about the way that they 
handled the Mandarin. I mean, he's because... still out there. He could come back later. Well, so not so much that. It's like the guy that they had where he was like the terrorist making the videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I loved that. Yeah. I thought that was an awesome take on him. If he would have had the ring, like all the rings and everything. Cause I grew up watching like the nineties cartoon. Okay. Where the Mandarin was a big part of that cartoon. Mm-hmm. So I was ready to see that character up on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And then that was what we got of him was this guy who was a paid actor to just be a terrorist on TV I thought that was really dumb. Mm-hmm. So that really upset me when I saw that movie. I was a little, I was disappointed in the film as what it, as a, what it became. Uh-huh. And really wasn't hoping to see another Iron Man flick, which we technically didn't get another solo Iron Man movie. No, after he, that. he just, he just inserted himself in other films. Right. And I was okay with that. Like, would it have been cool to see a another Iron Man movie, possibly? Mm-hmm. But it would have had to be. It would have needed to be done a lot different. Yeah. Um. So then, moving on from Iron Man three, uh, what did we have? Thor: The Dark World, right? Yep. So then, I didn't see. I still to this day have not seen Dark World. Oh, don't worry, I didn't watch it either. Okay, good. So then we'll just skip over that. Um. <laughs> I remember after Avengers, I did I just punched see... my mic by accident. That hurt my hand. I was so mad at Iron Man 3, I punched my mic. Well, no, I talk with my hands, and I just punched my mic by accident. Uh, oh, fair enough. So I remember seeing after Avengers, Iron Man 3. I skipped Thor because I heard it was awful. Same. And I remember seeing Captain America by myself. You're talking about Winter Soldier? Yep. Sorry. So, I didn't I didn't specify. So I have not seen that movie the whole way through, but I remember being in high school. Mm-hmm. This is when I switched schools. Okay. And w- at the school I went to, in gym class, we some days used to go into, it was like the cardio room. Okay. Where it was all just like exercise bikes, treadmills, ellipticals, like all stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, we'd go in there and they'd put a movie on while we would all be on doing cardio. Okay. And they put um, Winter Soldier on. Okay. The And so, like, that's all I would see would be the couples, couple scenes that we would see in, like, a 45-minute time period. Mm-hmm. So that's the extent of my knowledge with Winter Soldier. Like, obviously, I know Bucky comes back as the Winter Soldier and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like it it it's not a big staple in the MCU timeline. No. Correct correct me if I'm wrong. Um the only thing I think I think Winter Soldier starts to connect the dots and not, and not to say that the other films didn't, but I think Winter at least for me, I really feel like Winter Soldier was kind of like the 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 stepping stone to really fully like embrace and start really like connecting everything like in in a bigger way than just saying like saying something or um hinting at something like 
they I think they do hint at like Doctor Strange in Captain America or uh, Winter Soldier. Sorry. Do they? I I think they do, and I bet there's someone going. Actually, they said it in. Um. And at the end, for the end credit scene, they um. They hint at uh Wanda and um. Vision. No, not Vision. Um. Oh, Wanda and Quicksilver. That's it. Sorry, I. Is it that bad that I like blocked out Quicksilver out of my brain? So with with Quicksilver, let me just the, uh, the MCU the, version of Quicksilver I like discounted. Let me let me just put my two cents in about this Quicksilver. So I absolutely th- this is this is my just personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Hate it or love it. Um, my personal opinion on Quicksilver. I hate him in the X Men. I absolutely hate him in the X Men. I think he's a douche in that in the, all those movies. Okay, I it, loved the two him that he's in. But okay, yeah, I loved him in the MCU. I think they had a very missed opportunity with him. Yeah, they could have used him in the Avengers or any other part of the MCU. I don't think maybe or maybe if he was written in a different storyline. I, I, I think he could. I think he could have been a lot more of a staple in the MCU than what he was. I think the reason why he wasn't a staple in the MCU is something tells me um cuz when so something tells me it had to do with um Fox coming to Disney Marvel cuz Disney would have owned Marvel at this time. Right. And kind of said like um we can't have two. Sorry. Yeah. And and we're not getting rid of ours. Sorry. Also, when I see the MCU version of Quicksilver, I can't not think of Kick-Ass, the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's played by the same actor. I know, and, and he looks nothing like what Kick-Ass looked like. No. You know, with the goatee and the silver hair and all that. But I still just can't get past that in my head. Very true um but i think i think it was more of like an a rights issue than it was a like thing of oh we just want to kill him off because we don't need right i think if fox wasn't doing um quicksilver i think things would have been a little bit different um yes but i think that's the reason why they killed him off which i feel Knowing that Fox is owned by Disney now, I'm kind of going, I mean, really, Fox? <laughs> um. So then after that, after Age of Ultron. Oh, we, 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 we passed Guardians. I guess we don't care about Guardians. I mean, I don't, but. I mean, they're, they're the, they're the scoundrels that, uh, no one, what, they're just a bunch of a-holes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so well, if we go back, so we'll go back to Guardians. Um, I actually just recently watched both of them for the first time. Okay, and what'd you think? They, they don't get me wrong; they're great flicks, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're overrated. I I'll are you say eating? Maybe. Stop eating. 
but I'm hungry. I don't care. <laughs> um, I will say I like Guardians 1 better than Guardians 2. Yeah, Guardians 1 is a great movie. Guardians 2, I feel like, is just all over the place. And that that's why I don't care for it. I, or, I can't, like, it's, it's a very fine line. Like I said, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. They're 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 good movies, mm-hmm. but they're overrated, in my in my opinion. I I wouldn't okay. I real I do like Guardians one just for the fact that it was something different at the time that we got right. it. Um, Marvel was starting to kind of break out of a a little bit of a mold and kind of went okay. We're 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 introducing characters that you might not know, um, because. People thought that the first Guardians was going to be a, a giant flop. Yeah, um, I, I I remember when that they announced that, and everybody was like, "Meh." I think the reason why Guardians, more so two than one, is such a big thing is because of Groot. Baby Groot, yeah. And and I will say this: I don't like Baby Groot, and I don't like Teenager Groot. I liked the adult Groot. The adult Vin Diesel Groot. <laughs> yes. And the only reason why is because I feel like Baby Groot and even Teenager Groot in um, Infinity War, um, they're almost distractions to what's going on. Like, they they're don't, like the, they're they don't like an add un- anything. It's like an unnecessary comic relief. Exactly. Like, also... I feel like they dumbed down um, Drax from one to two, like yeah. made him even stupider. And and then and then when you have him in the Infinity War movie as well as, or not not so much Endgame because he doesn't really say much in that movie. He's and uh, Endgame he gets dusted away in in Infinity War, so yeah, he doesn't do much. Well, like even when he comes back, he doesn't say much. He just yells. This is true. <laughs> Um, um, but like in Infinity War, yeah, Infinity War, he, he's pretty dumb in yeah. that movie. But I, I, so me being a pro wrestling fan, mm-hmm. I always like seeing Dave Batista as him mm-hmm. because I grew up watching Dave Batista on like Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown mm-hmm. on WWE programming. Mm-hmm. So I liked him as that character. But uh, final statements about Guardians movies, good movies overrated in my opinion i i for me i would say the first one i like i think it's good the second one eh, i'll skip (laughs) the only the only funny thing in that movie is the mary poppins thing and even that is like over done yeah like over said to the point where it's like okay you you can come up with a different like thing right and that okay, so turning the page, moving in the timeline, we hit our first Netflix show. Oh, we we are talking about Netflix, or we're not? I got I got I got the list right here. I already mentioned it, so it's happening. I mean, Netflix shows don't really count anymore, but okay. I don't care. Okay. So I mean, get, they never counted in the MCU. I don't care, but I want to talk about this one because I liked this show. What Ironheart? Dare, Dare or not Dare. Ironheart? Um. What, Iron Fist? You loved Iron Fist, didn't you? No, I watched four episodes of Iron Fist and turned it off because I got so bored. 
I'm talking about Daredevil. Okay. I loved Daredevil. When that came out, I, my brother and I, we were ready, dude. Because last thing we see, we've seen of Daredevil was Ben Affleck. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I love that movie. I love Ben Affleck as Daredevil. I think he was great. But to finally get a different adaptation of Daredevil was so like refreshing and the take like the way they took him and really focused on how he uses his blindness as like or to his advantage was awesome and then the way they start out his outfit in the beginning of the show Mm -hmm. where it's just the black black with the taped up hands and just the hood over his eyes that was awesome because that's how he was in the books. Like they, and it was just such a good take on the show. And then we moved into, uh, back into the MCU. We then got age of Ultron. Right. I feel like you have, I, I feel like you have some comments. I got a lot of comments about Age of Ultron. <laughs> Age of Ultron. If I had to take one word mm-hmm. to describe Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. oof. Oof? Oof. Oof. Okay. Be- because I went back and watched this not too long ago. Yeah, because I, I was like, okay. because I was like, I like, I liked Ultron. I'm a big villains guy. So. Mm-hmm. I liked Ultron. I thought he was an awesome character. So I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go back and watch this movie. I liked it when it was in theaters. And it's on Disney go- Plus, so why not? Yeah, it was on Disney Plus, so I I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I got about 10 minutes into this movie. <clears throat> oh no. And instantly regretted my decision. Oh no. It's it's too comical. Excuse me. That was the burp I was hoping to get. There we go. So when I see too comical, there's too much comic relief in my opinion, where it's like every couple minutes they throw a joke in there to break the feel of the seriousness of the scene. Yeah. Like take, take for example, the opening scene with the Avengers and they're in, is it, is it Sokovia that they're in? Um, no, in the they don't get to Sokovia. No, Sokovia. Sokovia doesn't happen until I want to say the, towards the end of the of the flick, right? I would say more so middle when um okay. Hulk or Iron Man's in the Hulkbuster and Hulk oh yeah yeah, in, yeah 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 you're right you're right when they're in that snowy <clears throat> village or whatever yeah in the beginning mm-hmm. you know it's super like badass scene in the beginning mm-hmm. where you know they're fighting all the bad guys and it's like the team is together like this is what it looked like on the pages to the silver screen. Mm -hmm. It starts out super strong. And then they do the whole thing with Iron Man, where he flies into the, um, the force field and says, shit. And, um, the language thing. Yeah. And cap says language. Like, was that really necessary? No. I mean, it, it does make for now looking back, it does make like a little bit of a funny thing. With it's, like memes and whatnot, like it's funny, but it's it it wasn't needed at that moment. Exactly, it was very unnecessary. Well, like right so, after that, doesn't uh, doesn't Iron Man go into the thing, and he like 
shoots a bunch of people and they're like he's like good talk and they go no it wasn't like right after that and then like some of the other stuff where he's like for god's sake watch your language yeah like they held on to that joke for too long in the flick Mm -hmm. it was unneeded in certain areas Mm -hmm. and just that just that whole thing of unnecessary jokes reoccurs so much in that movie Mm -hmm. um like in the scene with wanda and quicksilver where they're interrogating uh what's his face from black panther uh t'challa not t'challa oh um wow um claw i okay to be completely honest i've never seen black panther so i can't i can't uh confirm or deny his name um hold on i will i will look it's uh what's his face it's um oh wow we're horrible the the guy that's playing alfred in the new batman movie yeah um oh i see his face but yeah, I can't I think can... of his name. Oh, um, I know. Andy Serkis. Look... Thank you. So, yes. Uh, Claw. Or Louis. Louis's Claw. I yeah. probably just butchered that horribly. <laughs> so, when Wanda and Quicksilver are interrogating him, mm-hmm. there's like two or three sections where it's like, was that really needed? Like, where Wanda says the whole thing of like everyone is afraid of something mm-hmm. and they totally break away and he's talking about how he's afraid of cuttlefish. Yeah. Very unnecessary. It's it's almost And then where he or like where he offers them candy mm-hmm. and they're talking and then Quicksilver just randomly like speeds and grabs a piece of candy and he's standing there eating it. Yeah. Like stuff like that was very unnecessary. Yeah, it's it's almost like there were rewrites and Josh Whedon saw Guardians and was like, "Hey, I could do jokes a minute. Let me try this. Right. The, so the only to... the only thing with that movie that actually like matters in a sense is knowing about Sokovia because that yeah. shows up again in um in Civil, Civil War. War and Thor or Captain America lifting Thor's hammer just a, yes. a, just a little bit and kind of that inching little it. nudge. Yeah. So then. Uh... Closing arguments with uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, eh. It 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 had um, potential, mm-hmm. but they dropped the ball. I, yeah, I remember seeing that in theaters, and when they were at the at um, Hawkeye's like little cabin, I remember sitting there. I checked the time, and I was like, "Is this necessary?" Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, then moving on from Age of Ultron. We go into you know, you know one, what we get then. We get a pretty good flick then. We get actually Batman. actually we we first get we first get um season two of Daredevil. Yeah, but Ant Man, which I was so hype about, which with season two of Daredevil because we then got the Punisher. But what about Ant Man? Ant Man came after that. <laughs> yeah, but Ant Man. So yeah, so then we got Ant Man. Ant-Man was a breakthrough flick for them. Which, Ant-Man, I think, has one of the best um, marketing ads out there. Oh, you talking about that stupid commercial? Yep. With with Paul Rudd and, um, and why um, can't I? Is it, oh, uh, Lord, I can't think uh, of his name. Uh, We're terrible at this. I know, uh, Michael Douglas. 
Yeah, with where it's the two of them, and they're just like slapping their knees, going ants, ants. <laughs> Fun fact about that: they were actually on press, um, press junkets for that movie, and Paul Rudd just decided to do that, and Michael Douglas just jumped in. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like they just did that on the spot. Like that was one of my favorite commercials. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I think I do remember seeing that, like watching TV with my parents and that came on and they were just like, what was that? Yeah. I remember like, I'm currently watching this right now and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I just love how like into it. Michael Douglas is. He's the best. I love him. <laughs> but yeah, I remember seeing that movie and loving that movie mm-hmm. because Ant-Man was a very obscure character at the time. Yeah. And the fact that they brought him to the forefront and made him such a popular character just from one flick. Yeah. It took off from there because we then got a we got um Civil War like, after that. Yep, we got Civil War. Which, oh my god, I can just picture the scene at the airport where Ant-Man becomes Giant-Man. Yeah. Oh I, my god, I, dude. So, I'm, I'm going to throw some shade at my parents. Oh, don't do it. Oh, oh god, I'm, I'm doing it. I thought you were going to say about the movie. I was going to be like, don't do it, dude. That no. movie's so good. No, I'm not, no, not to the movie. I really enjoy that movie. Um, but no, I'm going to throw some shade at my parents. They're not going to listen to this and watch they do and go, how could you? And I'll say, well, watch Marvel films. <laughs> so I put it on the other day and we got to, and if anybody out there is listening and knows what I'm, I'm I, I don't know, it'd be very, I'd, I'd be very surprised, so to speak, if someone was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but the United Nations scene before um, Black Panther's dad like blows up in that uh, explosion. My dad's sitting there and he goes, can we watch something else? This is boring. We didn't get to the airport scene. We didn't get to um, introducing Spider-Man yet. Like one of like the, the Queens scene and then that um, airport scene are my two favorite scenes. I remember seeing that in the theaters. And when Queens popped up on the screen, everyone cheered. Yeah. Because they knew what was going to happen. Oh, dude, I can't even explain to you how hype I was when Spider-Man hit the screen. Oh, yeah. He looks so good. Well, not only that, but it was... uh, It was like... It felt like a Christmas present knowing the beef between Sony and not wanting to share. Right. That it it was almost like a a big giant warm hug and like he's home. <laughs> Here you go. So after Civil War, we then got Doctor Strange. Home- no, oh, we yeah, got Doctor right. Strange. Homecoming didn't Strange. come until twenty seventeen. What are you doing? Well then the list I'm looking at was wrong. You're probably looking at it in order. Oh, probably. Because that would make sense because um uh 
the MC, uh, yeah, Spider at the beginning is Spider Man Homecoming, the little documentary that Peter Parker does. Yeah. So, anyways, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Um, haven't seen it. Okay. To be entirely honest, I have not seen Doctor Strange. I I heard it was okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that it was great. I so there's some Marvel films, and I'm this is my terminology, so this makes sense to me. I call them bridge movies, where yes. it's it's not important that you see it, but if you see it, you might connect the dots a little bit more. But it's not enough for you to go like. Oh no, I didn't see Doctor Strange. Now I'm not going to know what's happening in Endgame. Right. So I like there's a handful of movies I know I got to go back and like rewatch everything oh. except uh Thor the Dark World. <laughs> yeah, like I have to <clears throat> like I have to go watch Iron Man 2. I have to go watch um Doctor Strange. Got to go watch Black Iron Man. Man pissing in the suit. Mm, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> And so uh, after Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. we got Spider-Man Homecoming, correct? No. What? They came out in the same Give year. Give me a list that actually is correct. I'm looking at Yahoo. <laughs> Listen, last time you looked at Yahoo, it said you had, what, 13 hours left in a day, and it was 1 o'clock? Now it is 1.48 as recording. And it still reads 13 hours and 11 minutes. Maybe because it's on specific time? Pacific well, time? Whatever. What? Never mind. You just, keep going. Did you, just say, did you just say specific time? Let's keep going. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we had Guardians before we had... Guardians 2 before we had Spider-Man Homecoming. They came out in the okay. same year of 2017. But um, Guardians was the uh, beginning of the summer movie. And Homecoming was, I want to say, in July of that year. Okay. I'm trying to see if I can find one that's actually in order. Well, movie. Oh, here we go. Here we movie go. Movie order, go. not order as in. Re- I'm talking about release order. Right, not order as in. Here we go. Because if you do so, order, you'll get, I think, uh, first Avenger first. And then Captain Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after Doc or after Guardians Two, right? Then is it Homecoming? Yes. Okay, there we go. So Homecoming. It actually took me a really long time to watch Homecoming. Um, when but and once two. I huh? Didn't it take you a while to watch two? Far from home. Yeah, I recently watched it over uh, quarantine. Yep. So. Yeah, it took me a while to watch both of those, but so I loved them. I loved them. I loved Michael Keaton as a vulture. Mm-hmm. That's because I loved him as Batman in 1989. And, oh, I was so good. And knowing that he's going to be back in Morbius, I'm so excited for Morbius. Well, not only that, but I think I heard somewhere that Sony and Marvel actually made a deal that he'll be sticking around in the MCU for a while. Who? Michael Keaton? No, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Oh, 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 my bad. Yeah. I just kicked my mic again. Yeah, we're going to not have uh, Spider-Man in there, but we'll have, um, we'll have, um, uh, Michael, 
Michael Keaton in there, just just because. We better have Michael Keaton. I love who, him. Who have a solo film called a solo a solo vulture film called the the origins of vulture, and it's gonna be him. It'll be a two hour film, and it's just gonna be Michael Keaton being Michael Keaton until we get to like present day, and it's him like strapping on the vulture suit. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but it's two hours of him just eating a sandwich or something like that. Yeah. Knowing you, you so, would pay and see that. Yep, I absolutely would. <laughs> so, after Homecoming, we then got Ragnarok. That is correct. What are your thoughts on Ragnarok? I like Ragnarok. I think I it's saw it, okay. I saw it in theaters, and I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good flick. Um, it had some moments I wasn't super keen about. Okay. But... We we were introduced mm-hmm. to one of the greatest characters of all time in that movie, Korg. I was going to say Korg, but knowing my luck, I would have said Korg, and you would have went, no, the extra. No. <laughs> Korg is one of the greatest characters to grace the MCU. I love him in every way. His opening, like his introduction scene... Where he, he says, my name is Korg, I'm made of rock, no need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. I lost it when I was sitting in the theater. So, I have a question then for you. What? You said you didn't like Guardians. And, I, and I'm not saying this to be like, I'm, I'm poking the bear. But I'm, I'm just curious. You said you didn't like Guardians, but no. you didn't like Thor Ragnarok, but they're both very comical. I, so, I liked Ragnarok for its comedy in some areas. I don't know. I just didn't find an appeal to Guardians. Fair enough. Um, but, I, it, dude, if you could have seen... I went and saw this movie in theaters with my brother and my dad and my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. We all went to this movie, and my brother and I, we were both sitting in the seats laughing so hard we were crying, watching the scene with Korg where... <laughs> Thor and Loki are talking in the in like the chamber, mm-hmm. and Korg runs up and he says, "Piss off, ghost!" and he kicks the wall, and he turns around and goes, "He's freaking gone, <laughs> dude!" My brother and I, we were rolling on the f- practically rolling on the floor in the theater, laughing so hard at this, and still just thinking about it is great. He's one of the greatest parts of that whole movie. Hands down. Now we get to the next film. and Wakanda Forever! Well, I was going to say, hold on, let's be careful. We don't want to get canceled on our first issue. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, so, like I said earlier in the show, I have not seen Black Panther. Uh, people can hate me for that. But, uh, yeah, I have not seen Black Panther. So that's all you, bud. Oh, goody. Well, I'm gonna royally no, I'm kidding. Um, I did like Black Panther. I did see it in the theaters. Um I would say Black Panther is kind of a bridge movie for me. Um okay. and the only reason why I say that is because it didn't really it it almost felt like more of a solo film. And right. solo in the sense of like it was almost like this is Black Panther and his own little adventure, which I guess you could argue and say, well, isn't that like Spider-Man? And yes, but I feel like 
some of these other solo films, they add something bigger to the table. I feel like Black Panther was very much, yes, still set in the MCU, but doing its own thing. Yeah, like, if you compare um, Spider-Man to Black Panther, like, with Spider-Man, you have Spider-Man and Tony Stark. Right. So, there's your big connection. Well, not only that... Um, it's also building the like the rapport between the uh, Tony and Peter for later movies, uh, meaning Infinity War and Endgame. Right. Um, where Black Panther, if I re- like in the little bit I know of Black Panther, mm-hmm. I don't think we really gain much of any rapport from that movie that's going to be used in later flicks. No, and watch this. We'll date ourselves with this podcast saying that and either the sequel or like down the road it will actually matter which i don't know um no we 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 did forget one little thing on spider-man homecoming i will say the eight years later remember that it said eight years later from avengers um the first avengers film and they you're talking about about homecoming right yep and spider I've 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 only seen that movie once okay so, it says eight years later. It wouldn't that wouldn't add up for the math. It, you know what? It was probably someone like me who was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I don't know. I just feel like Black like Black Panther is a good movie, but it doesn't add anything other than at the end credits you have them calling Bucky the White Wolf. Which, that's a, unless you don't know the comics, you don't know what they're referring to. Right. So then, at the end of Black Panther, we move into Infinity War. Yep. That, this is where it starts to get real. We have Infinity War. Oh, snap. (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) Um, We have Infinity War. You know, I I saw this movie in theaters with my brother. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just like, my jaw was on the floor Mm -hmm. from the end of like, because of the ending of the flick. Yeah. After everybody gets dusted. Right. And I, the movie ended and I was like, there's no end credit scene. Yeah. There's, there's nothing really. Yeah. And I remember this movie ending and my brother and I were looking at each other and we were like, what just happened? Yeah. Like, how can how can they end the movie like this? Like, that's not how movies end. Especially comic book movies. Exactly. Like, we've never had a ending where the bad guy wins. Right. So, we're left on that cliffhanger well, in Infinity War. I remember seeing that in theaters. Yeah. And I remember... We were in the the battle scene. I guess we're in Wakanda for the battle scene. Yes. And I checked my phone, and not because, oh, I'm bored, but I checked it because I was like, this has been going on a while. Like, when did, well, and I checked, and I knew when the next showtime was, and I just felt this pit in my stomach. And I was like, oh, no. Please tell me, please tell me that you're not going to do something that I'm going to sit here with a cliffhanger. Please, please, please. And I remember seeing that, the the part where um, Spider-Man gets dusted and everyone in the theater like, was just no! 
Oh my god, dude. I remember seeing all these like all the characters. You know which one affected me the most? What group? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I'm that. kidding, I'm kidding. Um no, Vision. Yeah. Because next to the Hulk, mm-hmm. Vision was always one of my favorites. Okay. And to see him go twice. Tw- yeah, twice. <laughs> was just absolutely heartbreaking for me mm-hmm. and then the fact that you know he didn't come back yeah in in endgame really upset me yeah um but so then okay so we close the book on infinity war we're left on that cliffhanger yeah and then we go into ant-man and the wasp correct um, this is another movie I have yet to see. Um, so I'll so give this, you, this, this uh, is all you. Okay, well I'll give you the little clip notes. So, okay. Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, he's on house house arrest at the beginning of the movie from what happened in, um, um, Civil War. Correct. I was gonna say what happened at the Atlanta airport, but we know that it wasn't really the Atlanta airport, even though that's where yeah. they shot. Um, so he's on Is house. That where yeah, that's they, they shoot all their Marvel films in Atlanta. Oh, that's pretty cool. Except like Spider Man, they'll do some like pickup shots in New York, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, which, well, we'll get to the sequel to Spider Man. Um, we have not gotten there yet. Um, <laughs> so it's he's on house arrest. He's not really supposed to be, you know, going on a mission. He goes on a mission. It's. It's kind of, I'll say this, if Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3 was kind of a letdown for you, this one's kind of a letdown, and only because I think if it came out different, if Avengers, if, yeah, if it switched with Avengers Infinity War, I think it might have done a little bit better, because, okay, you think about it, you just ended this big giant epic scaled movie and now you go to a very small mcu film in a sense and i'm not saying that jokingly because of ant-man's size um right i'm saying that because okay you know it's more of a solo film um and then at the end credit scene he's in the quantum realm um and uh hope and um michael douglas's character hank that's it thank you <laughs> yeah he's gonna be preferred as uh, michael douglas yeah <laughs> we don't care um they they get snapped okay so yep the events of i have seen that scene where they get snapped okay the like, event I, that whole thing where he goes in the quantum realm and everything so and and some people have said that, oh, it wouldn't have made sense for Ant-Man to come out first. And then Infinity War. Right. I would... That would have been cool. That would have been... I, I would argue that point and say, that would be such a, like, wait, what? If he's stuck in the quantum realm and you're sitting there going, what just happened? And not know... Um, I mean, I think some fans who, you know, know what's going on and know the comics would be like, Oh, did they just get snapped? 
is Thanos gonna is Thanos going to snap? Oh, that would yeah. be interesting. Um, I think it would add an interesting dynamic yeah. than what it did. But um, you're now you're sit there going, okay, he's in the quantum realm. How is he gonna get out of the quantum realm? What's gonna happen? Oh well, now to Captain Marvel. Right, um, Captain Marvel. I have not seen. I have no inclination to watch. I, I heard it wasn't that great. Yeah, that people have described. And again, um, don't want to get canceled on our first issue. Um, <laughs> it feels very from everything that we have gotten so far in this in this um time where we're at with Captain Marvel it feels kind of lackluster and it feels more of like a phase one movie yes than a like oh we're getting the the next installment of captain marvel episode 19 you know it it doesn't feel like a, a big mcu film plus something that i don't like about it um so in civil in yeah civil no not civil war Winter Soldier, um, Nick Fury says, um, the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. In right. Captain Marvel, you find out how he loses his eye. Yeah. By a cat, which, it, actually, it's a Florgan. Who, yes. So an alien scratches his eye, and, I don't know, it, it makes that line less impactful because you know in winter soldier you're going oh how did he lose his eye how he trusted someone oh that's interesting oh it was a cat yeah it kind of like let the whole storyline down yeah um the stan lee cameo i like but only if you're a kevin smith fan uh yeah isn't that the mall rats reference yep yeah, so as a Kevin Smith fan, I appreciated it. But other than that, it's kind of oh, and Blockbuster's in it too. So if you like Blockbuster, it's in yeah, there for like it's in there for like a split second. Because it's set in the '90s, so that's why. Yeah. So Captain Marvel is okay, but it doesn't add it like it doesn't add anything other than knowing that she's gonna be an Endgame, which. She wasn't really in Endgame a whole lot either. No, she wasn't. And in total honesty, I feel like we could have dealt done without Captain Marvel. Ooh, we're gonna get some hate now. Um, I don't care. <laughs> um, no, so I, then... I would I would agree with you of not really needing like if Captain Marvel wasn't there, it wouldn't have added anything. Right, it wouldn't have added anything, but or, or like, detracted yeah, anything. Like yeah, she did help. Like, with taking the ship down. Yeah, and then Thanos, like, punches her, like, across the across the battlefield. Right. Um, so, oh yeah, so we'll close the book on Captain Marvel. So because... now, it's it's time. Oh, get your tissues out, ladies and gentlemen. This is where the tears start flowing. So Whatever it takes. Game. Whatever it takes. Oh, you're, you're tugging at the heartstrings already, my dude. <laughs> That movie. There are very few movies that have made this fat kid cry. And this is one of them. This movie 
right next to Logan and Marley and me are the three movies that have made me cry. I but so that this movie has made me cry happy tears and sad tears. Now, my happy tears came from the assemble scene. Mm-hmm. And you know this because what the, when we were on the way back from Jersey, uh-huh. I had that scene playing in my car, and we're both in the car when they're right after the assemble scene, and they're running to, to fight Thanos's army, and Thor gives that like Viking yell. Both of us are in my car driving down the turnpike in Jersey, going yeah. Well- of, like the nerds that we are. Well, of recent, I was listening on my way to work the other day. I was listening to um the orchestra of that of him catching Mjolnir portals. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say portals. Yeah, and then him, you know, the the part where he would say uh, Avengers assemble. Yeah, where it's like I, bump 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 bump, and it pa- and it pauses. That's where he says it. I still get goosebumps i get giddy i smile and i right now just thinking about it i have the biggest grin on my face because oh, here that scene dude he says assemble and they all just run it's so cool <laughs> i think the reason why it's just so meaningful and impactful for you and me and anybody who's watched all of of these Marvel films and stuck with it for that long. It it feels like a big giant thank you. And it it just like, I can't, I can't stop smiling. I know. I I know. Like like (laughs) if, if someone like said to you after leaving Iron Man, the first Iron Man and said to you, Hey, so this is what's going to happen. Would you believe them? Or, like, what What would you do? Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think I could have comprehended what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, I, I think if someone told me, like, so you're going to get all these movies. It's going to last about ten years or so. And... You're you're going to finish this this era of Marvel films, um, or or the saga, uh, the Infinity Saga, so to speak. Um, going, wow! I I don't think they can top this. Yeah, like I I think I would say to someone, or if someone told me that, I would be like, really, like okay like i wouldn't believe them or i i couldn't fathom what that would truly feel like and look like i so when they would hint to the avengers assemble thing Mm -hmm. a couple times Mm -hmm. throughout the mcu like they did it at the end of uh ultron Mm -hmm. and you know i was expecting it to be kind of monumental Mm -hmm. but never to the extent that it actually was yeah like, you know, I was expecting it to be in just, like, I I was honestly expecting it to be in Ultron mm-hmm. just as a simple, just, like, he would yell it, and then that was it. And you'd be like, oh, he just said it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. Never would I have thought that 
it would be so i just hit my mic again um like so uh impactful yeah to the point where it's got people like you and me crying in the seats and even now like even just thinking about it like getting somewhat emotional over a movie like this right it, it yeah like just hearing him say avengers assemble and it's not even like he yells it Mm-mm. it's just he just says it like you can feel that yeah it, like you feel it as well yeah and it, oh just that it brings my heart to joy it brings every bit of me to joy to hear him say that and to see them all just run into battle yeah i think avengers endgame is like the movie that like there's movies where i've seen in theaters and i'll go oh i remember seeing that but avengers endgame is almost like like i can still visualize and and still truly truly see myself in the theater just in in a packed theater in enjoying it with a bunch of other marvel fans and right and getting so hyped and and you know either hearing him say that or even catching Mjolnir and everyone just cheering like losing just their losing mind it. yeah that I, I i i don't i don't think and watch were wrong and i would be so happy if we were but i don't think they can top it i really don't yeah, I like I hope that we're wrong on that. I yeah. hope that they can top that. Yeah, I'm and I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't think they can top it of of being skeptical. I'm saying I don't think they can top it, but I would so love them or I would so love for them to prove me wrong and it's even right. greater than Endgame. Yeah. So uh we then have the sad part of the film where mm-hmm. We say goodbye to Tony Stark. Oh, he's not gone. That you know of. You you watch. They're gonna either bring him back in a in a flashback or in, in comics. They're never gone. It, yeah, but as of right now, uh, we we close we close the chapter of Tony Stark as of right now. And we move into Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you start off with uh, Far From Home being that Spider-Man's your kind of go-to. Okay. Um, go. Go? Go. Okay. Go. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Sorry, I was collecting my thoughts for a second. Sorry. You had to collect yourself after all the emotions from talking about Endgame. Yes. So, I feel like Spider-Man Far From Home is almost like an epilogue. Yes. Where you you kind of truly say goodbye to Tony Stark even more. Like, it truly, like, hits you, and it truly sinks in that he is gone. Um, I think Far From Home, though, is... Just a fun, like, vacation movie. Um, I did really enjoy it. Um, you have Mysterio in it. The first time we got Mysterio in a live-action form. 
Dude, I was so excited when I heard that Mysterio was going to be in it because, like I said, I'm a big villains guy, Mm -hmm. especially Spider-Man's rogues gallery. Yeah. Like, all his villains, Goblin, Mysterio, Venom, and Kraven the Hunter, the Chameleon, uh, like, all these characters that he's got in his rogues gallery, Mysterio always being one of my favorites, uh, right next to Venom. Mm Mm-hmm. I was so excited when I heard that uh, Mysterio was going to be in this movie. And then I was very curious when they said Jake Gyllenhaal was going to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he pulled it off amazingly. I will say once they... once you they get my, you, get, you get my pun? You get my pun? I, I actually missed it. Sorry. Wow. I'm offended. I'm sorry. I said amazing, like... Amazing, like Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, uh, we don't say Amazing Spider-Man. Every time we say Amazing Spider-Man, we might puke. <laughs> Every time we say Amazing Spider-Man, Sony takes five dollars. Every time we say Amazing Spider-Man, we lose a life. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every time we say Amazing Spider-Man, an, a- an angel does lose his wings. Yeah. So. Uh, now we're into current day. Every time we say Amazing Spider-Man, um. Andrew Garfield cries a little. Yeah, that, maybe that's why he cries so much in the movie. <laughs> um, so that brings us to current day MCU. Um, uh, we well, are we didn't, now. We didn't finish with. Uh, we didn't finish about the the biggest thing in um, Homecoming, or not Homecoming? Wow, Far From Home. Lay it on me. So I guess um, the identity's out. Oh yes, that's right. And I you totally want, and you wanted that. to skip that the most crucial thing of that movie. The I totally forgot about that. Like I remember seeing that in theaters and going what like I you know like how you were saying that with some of these films you were like, "All right, I want the next one. Let's go." After that, after the screen went black, I was going I want three like now. <laughs> like I I want it now. Like I want to know what's happening. I like what? Like how is he going to get out of this? Right. So with that being said then, well we're we're not talking about phase 4. Oh, but my mic. Now you're making I was gonna me say, do was it. That you, was that you hitting your that mic? That was me. You're making me do it now. Before we get <laughs> to phase 4, which we'll get to it in momentarily. Um, but knowing everything we know now about, um, Morbius and what Sony's doing and, and, um, well, what do you, so what do you think when you saw murder on the wall in Morbius in that trailer? I actually didn't notice it until I watched um, like some – I forget what the YouTube channel was where they pointed it out. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see um, what that is. I, cu- I couldn't even give a theory be- to what that could be. Because it's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I did notice that. And and then you have the Vulture at the end of that trailer. Like what what's going on? Like that made me go I, like, wait, what? So when they, when they showed Vulture mm-hmm. – my immediate thought is a Sinister Six movie. 
I think that's what they're planning on doing, but at the time it was kind of like, what? Because think of it, think of it. We've already got three villains. Oh, they've been wanting to do Sinister Six since since Sam Raimi. I well, I was gonna well, yes, but they because they were because they were talking about uh, Spider Man three being a Sinister Six flick. Yeah, and we know how Spider Man three went. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, because like think of it, we've got we've got Mysterio, right? We've got Vulture, right? We're gonna have um, Morbius, right? I mean, if Sony, we also have up. we also have a uh, Scorpion. We have Scorpion. So remember, after oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, um, they're they're not gonna cast an actor and tease something like that. And we were also and, hinted to Miles Morales, which could open up a possibility of the Prowler. Right. If they're if they're, go- if they're going that route where Miles Morales is in it, and because in the comic series, his uncle is the Prowler. Right. Well, also in um, um is that how it is in Spider Verse? Yeah. I I've only seen Spider Verse once, and I wasn't cra- I wasn't crazy over it. How dare you! I'm gonna cancel us. Because of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if if we think about it, we ha- we have a possible six. Yeah. If so if Sony and oh, Marvel and we can also work have um if Sony and Marvel can work something out, we also we have um, Venom. Doc Ock. Do we have Doc? What oh and we also have Electro too. I mean he's we, not in the original Sinister Six, but we have all these I mean, the original yeah, the original Sinister Six. Who was it? It was Craven. It was Craven. Mysteri- Craven, Mysterio, Goblin. Right. Um, Doc Ock, mm-hmm. Electro, and I'm missing a, a, a sixth one. Who am I missing? Um, I'm looking it up. The original Sinister Six. Oh, Sandman. Right. Which there are rumors that Sandman's coming back for three. I just hope they don't go overboard like they did in Spider-Man 3. Well, I I will say this for anybody who's – which now we're kind of talking about Phase 4. So I guess we'll get into Phase 4 now. Yeah, let's get into Phase 4. So I, I don't think that will be an issue. And the only reason why I say that is because this isn't just Sony worrying – or this isn't just Sony's throwing everything into the pot. We also have Marvel – we have Kevin Feige help, helping out, um, and after Endgame, I don't, I don't think they would screw something up like that, especially if they're, if everything is connected. Right. So that being said, being everything is connected, let's talk about Phase Four real quick. Let's talk about Phase Four. So starting, um. Actually, this well, I wouldn't say this month, um, because we're not in January yet. Give it a little time. Yeah, give it time. Give it time. Maybe like a few hours or so. <laughs> um, something like that. Yeah, something like something that. like that. Which no one will watch this until like two years later, and they're like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> yeah. We have so, we have years now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, I guess I guess we can just kind of. I'm trying to. I'm trying. These. Well, I'm trying to find a 
like an updated release time yeah because i can't i can't find well, that, one. that so so that that's why i'm saying like we can just briefly run over these being that there are no like full release times well, for there, a lot of well, these there is but so wandavision comes out in january of this year of 2021 not this year Ooh, don't want to say this year <laughs> um so we'll get wandavision and then in march we'll get um falcon and the winter soldier yes yes i want to say that's right and watch it's wrong again i'm not really getting good updates on the timeline so well moving on from that we have wandavision we have falcon and the winter soldier mm -hmm. uh also and this is just running over the things coming to disney plus uh, in no specific order, we have Wandavision, Falcon and the Soldier, or yeah, Falcon, Falcon and the Soldier. Thank you, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, also, we have Loki coming to Disney Plus, which I'm kind of excited for. Okay. Uh, we have Marvel Studios What If, which I'm super pumped about because I actually I used to always collect the What If comics, mm -hmm. which they're they're just super cool stories. Uh, to really show like a what if this happened in the series instead of this mm -hmm. um so i'm excited for what if the other one i'm super pumped for is hawkeye who has always been one of my other favorites okay. next to Vi next to vision and the hulk uh un unless i'm missing anything those are the only things we have listed here um and as it stands for the theatrical films we have Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. Eternals. Uh, yes, Eternals. Shang-Chi. Shang Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then Thor, Love, Love and Thunder. Thunder. Now, that being said, um, so WandaVision will tie into Multiverse of Madness. Yes. And Multiverse of Madness will tie into Spider-Man 3. We don't have a title for that yet. So, are you, like, how do you feel about that? About what? About the TV shows being linked into the movies and vice versa. I think it, it depends on how they're how it's told and the popularity of everything. Because, say... In WandaVision, they have a, like they have something that's leading into um, Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. If it's told correctly, it'll work. But there's also a demographic that doesn't have Disney+. Plus, Right. So there's going to be a demographic that's when they go see Multiverse of Madness, let's say they don't see WandaVision, they're not really going to know what's going on unless – they do it in a different way or like a recap of something. I, it all depends. It all depends on how it's told. What I would actually like is if it's one of those things of like, maybe like old, I'll say old school uh, phase one, phase two slash phase three Marvel films where it's, um, Little things that lead up to it, but n nothing that's going to be like, if you don't see it, you're going to be lost. Right, so almost like, if you got that reference because you have been with us so far, 
uh, good for you, pat on the back, you get a star. But for everyone else who's kind of watching just the films and not the Disney Plus shows with it as well, you'll understand what's going on, but you don't get that extra credit. Right. Like, I, I hope that's what they do. Um, I really, really hope that they don't um, alienate, like, some people. Um, so, since we'll have, since we don't know the title for Spider-Man 3 yet, what do you think it would be titled? I was, well, I was thinking about this, and I think... And mind you, it has to have home in the title. I know, that's why I was thinking about this. Um, I would say coming home. I was actually thinking that as well like as well the other day of like coming home that would be an interesting title because we would have homecoming i mean yeah that well yeah that's similar to homecoming homecoming far from home and coming home ah, i don't think they would do that so what what would be another title that you could think of um it could just be called home spider-man home yeah. Or finally home? No, I don't think that would be the title. Run away from home? Far away? Mm. Far, far away from home? Far, far <laughs> away from home. Or just, this is really far away from home. <laughs> We're not in Queens anymore. I'm not in... I'm not... I'm homeward bound. Spider-Man homeward bound? Um, I've heard others where I... There was one that someone speculated and said it's called Home Run, which I'm like, that is so dumb. It could work, though. It could work, but I don't know. Like, eh. And then with everything going on with um, all of these other Spider-Men getting casted, um, it's called Home Worlds. Home Worlds could be, yeah. So right now, as we are... Uh, filming this podcast, uh, issue one, what do we, and we'll, we'll come back to this when the title is actually released, because why not? Okay. What, what are you, what are you putting down for Spider-Man 3 for the title? I'll take your word and say home worlds. Okay. What about you? I was actually going to say the same thing. Okay. Well, we'll both have the same opinion and we'll say... That we think the title is going to be Spider-Man Homeworlds. And if anybody who's listening who actually wants to um, tag along in the uh, in the guessing game before we get a title, which hopefully we get it soon, because the film, yeah, but film's supposed to come out next December, which don't know when that don't know if that's going to happen or not. That's way too long. That's way too long to see if. Uh, Spider-Man is uh home and not on the run. <laughs> Shut up. Or Spider-Man run away from home. No. So we're putting okay. so we're putting it down Spider-Man home, world. home worlds. Yes. Okay. So, with that said, we're we're here in present day putting down our decisions for upcoming Spider-Man flicks and upcoming films. Uh with that said, I think I think that's a pretty good first issue. Yeah. First first printing. Yeah, we'll first uh, first first print. 
first issue, yeah. first issue was a print. First print issue. Yeah. So Volume with that said, with that said, we'd like to thank you guys for listening to the first issue of the Comics Code podcast. Please keep an ear out for upcoming episodes as we'll be trying to keep up to date with updated comic book news as well as other topics we have for you guys. With that said, my name is Jake Scholl. I'm C.G. Myers. And then we'll see you guys in the next issue. Yeah.